Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just want to say thank you to Pastor Kelly in absentia for giving me the privilege to bring God's word to God's people. It's always a privilege. Tonight, I'll be speaking with us on a topic, storms. 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 I have this word from the Lord for you. The Lord said, go tell my people that there are many people that are lagging behind in their work with me. Many people are supposed to be working towards their destiny. Kids, you can go to kids' place. <laughs> That's okay. Amen. The Lord says, tell my people that there are many people that are lagging behind today in their walk towards destiny. There are many people today that are lagging behind in their walk with me. He said, I've called some people. I've revealed to them my plans for their lives. I've given them a chance to move forward. I've given them a charge to move forward. But many of them are making very minimal progress. And the Lord says, tell my people, I've now come to move them forward. I've now come to move you from the slow lane of life to the fast lane of destiny. Say, so tell my people, I want to move my people into a place of divine acceleration. I want to divinely transport them quickly into their destiny, faster than they wanted to go. He said, I move my people forward by storms and wild winds, carrying them on the wings of the wind. Tonight I'll be talking with us, speaking to us about stormy winds, divine transportation. Stormy winds, divine transportation. Now, what is a wind? When you look at the dictionary, say a wind uh, or a storm is an atmospheric disturbance that manifests in strong winds and sometimes it can be accompanied by rain or by snow or by ice. Sometimes this wind can go as fast as 64 to 73 miles an hour. Those are strong winds. Sometimes these winds can be violent and they can be a sudden attack even against a solid structure. And also, when you say a storm, a storm can also mean a violent disturbance, maybe a political problem that is sweeping through a country. And as Christians... What is a storm that comes against you? 
It could be something that comes to disturb your work with God, that comes violently against you, to attack you, to attack your destiny, to attack your marriage, to attack your finances, to attack your business. And many people crumble when the storms come. Amen. In life, we experience different kinds of storms. Different kinds of storms. But the question is, how do you handle storms? Or how do you react to storms when it comes your way? Now, before you got saved, when storms come your way, the normal way you react is maybe you, you react in, in rage, in anger. Some react in depression. They go into depression. Some become suicidal in their thoughts. Some, um, they go down the lane of taking drugs. Going to women of easy virtue. Some even, they get themselves even into eating habits. It could be part of storms of life. You are tired, you can't put up a foul. Some people, they, they give up. But now that you are saved, what do you do? Sometimes you give up. Sometimes you blame others when the storms comes. You blame your pastors, you blame your Bible study leader. You blame your spouse. Sometimes you blame your parents who did not raise you up in the way you thought they should have raised you up. You blame your past. You blame everything. Why? Because the storms of life are coming against you. But sometimes we are brave enough to fight back. Sometimes we rebuke the storms. And sometimes we just simply adapt ourselves to the storms. We're not putting up a fire. We just adapt ourselves. We just go with the wind. Wherever it blows us, we go with it. Now, let's bring us another perspective to storms of life. Let's bring us God's perspective to, to storms of life. Before we look at how to handle storms, let's look at the sources of storms that comes against us. The first sources of storm that can come against you is the storm of your sins. Your sins or your unrighteous living can attract a storm against your life. Let's take a look at the book of Jonah. Jonah was a man who God gave an assignment. He has a destiny to fulfill in God. God called him, God gave him an assignment. And he refused to obey God. Rather, he chose to run away from God. And what happened? The Bible says that he went in the opposite direction to where God has sent him to go. And what happened as he was on the sheep, the Bible says that God sent a strong wind to come against the sheep. And the sheep was going to be sinking. Some people today, the reason why you have storms in your life is because you are in the same ship with some Jonas. You are bothered the same ship with some Jonas. And because God is against, the hand of God is against the Jonas, you are going to participate. Because everybody in that ship could have perished. If not, that somebody was sensible and they began to say, 
Let every man on this sheep call upon the name of his God. We don't care which God you serve. Just call upon the name of your God. And at the end of the day, they cast lots. Somebody said there must be somebody on this sheep that has, who have bothered with us, who's not supposed to be here. And the Lord caught Jonah. And how did that, what was the solution to that storm? They throw Jonah out of the sheep. There are some Jonas in your life that you need to throw overboard. There are some relationships in your life that you need to throw out of the window. There are some things in your life that you need to part with so that the wind and the storms that is contrary to you can come to an end. Now, if you are a Jonah and you have been thrown out of the sheep, what is the solution? The solution is repentance. Repentance and go back to God. If you look at Jonah chapter 2, I won't read it because of time. The whole chapter was talking about the prayer of Jonah. It was a prayer of repentance, a prayer crying for mercy. Sister Lisa, can you come on the keyboard? This is a prophetic night. Pastor Jim, feel free to prophesy. Feel free to interrupt me if the Holy Ghost moves you. Amen. Just play very softly. Jonah repented and God brought that storm to an end. God sent a whale who swallowed Jonah and brought Jonah back to safety. Are you a Jonah tonight? The wind is against you. God himself sent the wind against you. And the purpose of that wind is not to destroy you, but to bring you back on course. God sent you in a direction and you are going in the opposite direction. Amen. So I'm still talking about sources of storms that can come against us in life. I've said the first one is your sins and the solution is repentance and God in his mercies will reach out to you. Another source of storms that can come against you is a storm that is caused by the enemy. His name is Satan. And what is the purpose why the enemy brings storms against you? The reason he wants to destroy you. Let's look at Matthew chapter 8. The enemy wants to destroy you. That's why it brings storms, it brings storms against your life. Matthew chapter 8, let's read from verse 23. The enemy was bold enough that he even sent a storm when Jesus was around. Verse 23 of Matthew 8. Now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with waves, but he was sleeping. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him and saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. Can you see the purpose of the storms the enemy sense to you is, is to cause you to perish to cause you to lose your destiny to cause you to lose your soul but Jesus arose and he said why are you fearful oh you of little faith then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea and there was a great calm can you see what Jesus did he rebuked them before he rebuked the wind <laughs> Amen. So what is the solution? 
to that kind of a storm that comes against you. Just simply rebuke the wind. I remember just last night, the enemy sent a storm against me. I was in a situation where I was almost having a panic attack because I have so much to do. And I just don't know how to do it. I was so much under pressure. It was pressuring my mind that I was almost having a headache. Then in the midst of it, the Holy Ghost just dropped a song in my heart. And I began to sing that song. By the second time I'm singing that song, peace and calm just began to come to my heart. Amen. The solution to that is rebuke the wind. In fact, that's the easiest storm to deal with. When the enemy's storms comes against you, it's the easiest to deal with. Just rebuke it. Amen. I began to sing yesterday. I know that I will make it. I know that I will not fail. Amen. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hand. I began to sing that song because the enemy was bombarding me. I have a lot of work to do in school. Pastor gave me an assignment to do. A lot of things were coming again and it's like, man, you're going to fail. You're going to be kicked out of school because you can't keep up. Then that song just came to my heart. I know I will make it. I know I will not fail. No matter what may come my way, I, my life is in his hands. And by the time I repeat that song, the second time, peace came. So when the storms comes from the enemy, it's the easiest to deal with. Just rise up like Jesus did and rebuke it and it will come. Amen. Sister Gloria, uh, Lord begin to speak to me. A storm that tried to destroy your life. Those storms that came that the enemy and you, all through your life you've been, since you've been saved, you've been calling out and you, little by little, you've seen the Lord multiply, take away, destroy the works of the enemy, raise you up. And he's going to do the same with your daughter. He said, my heart is already going to her and I'm already, I'm able to touch your heart now. As you've been calling out, and just as you did for your husband and your son and your health, and little by little, your life has changed. The word of the Lord is beginning to touch your daughter's heart. It's not falling on deaf ears. And the Lord says, be removed this guilt. The guilt that comes, that creeps up on you. The Lord says, I was your God then, and I'm your God now. Rest in that. Rest in that. He was the God that carried you in that time. He is the God that raised you up. He's the God who will carry you on. He is your God. Brother Joy, the Lord came to me and spoke this word. Let your preaching be tempered. Just as you in the world were so forward and so hard and boisterous, and at times you said, boy, I wish I wouldn't have exploded. Be careful not to do the same thing with the Word of God and explode on people. Be tempered. And I will use you instead of a sword, I'll use you as a surgical instrument. Able to reach in, able to cut away, 
the cancers of people's life. I literally see men coming to you that have a spiritual cancer on them. And you being able to do surgery with the word of the Lord. Ministry is going to come your ways, but it, it must be tempered. The only problem that you guys have had through your life with dealing with other people is you haven't used temperance. Just like steel can't be used until it is hardened, until it is made fashion, be tempered so the Lord can use you in a greater in a greater way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Another purpose of the storms that the enemy brings your way is to distract you. Jesus said, anybody who wants to follow me and who puts his hands on the plow and who looks back is not worthy of me. Some of the storms that the enemy brings your way is to distract you, to abandon purpose. Don't. Another purpose of the storm that the enemy brings your way is God allows it sometimes to come in order to test you, in order to test your foundation. Let's look at Luke chapter 6. Jesus was speaking. Luke chapter 6, verse 42, uh, 46. Storms come to test your foundation. We want to know what are you made of both. Amen. What, what is the quality of the raw material that you are made up with? Verse 46. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Verse 47. Whosoever, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose... The streams beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did, not, and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without foundation, against which the streams beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. The storms comes to test your foundation. Amen. When, they, when, when the stormy winds comes against a city, the houses that are not strong will be uprooted. Even trees that have not taken root down will be uprooted. The Bible says we should bear roots downwards so that we can bear fruit upwards. So sometimes God allows the storm of the enemy to come to come test what you are made up of. Amen. But the purpose of this message tonight is not to talk about the storms that your sin brought into your life. The purpose of this message tonight is not to talk about the storms that the enemy brings your way. It's just to give you a perspective to the storms. The storm I want to talk to you about tonight is a storm that God brings your way. Not because you are in sin, but because he wants to divinely accelerate you. He wants to push you forward. Before I go into that, let me establish in your mind and in your thinking that wind, wind is a means of divine transportation. Come with me to the book of Psalms chapter 18. And I read verse 10. In the realm of the spirit, 
for you to be transported from one point to the other in the realm of the spirit you are carried on the wings of the wind this is talking about God moving he rode upon the cherub and flew he flew upon the wings of the wind can you see that God himself is transported on the wings of the wind when the wind is blowing he carries God come with me again to Psalms 104 Psalms 104 I'll read the first three verses Bless the Lord of my soul. O Lord my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty. Who covered yourself with light as with a garment. Who stretched out the curtains, the heavens like a curtain. He lays the beams of his upper chambers in war. Who makes the cloud his chariot. Can you see? He makes the cloud his chariot. And who walks on the wings of the wind. God is transported on the wings of the wind. Amen. You will see the same form of transportation in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 2, verse 11. The Bible was speaking about Elijah when he was taken up in heaven. Verse 11 of chapter 2 of 2 Kings says, Then it happened as they continued to talk that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire. And separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a wild wind into heaven. So you can see that in the realm of a spirit, the wind is a form of transportation. Are you flying with me tonight? You will say the same thing in the book of Acts chapter 8, 39, verse 39. The Bible says in that place that after Philip spoke with the eunuch from Ethiopia... The Bible says it was caught by the spirit away from there. It was transported divinely on the wings of the wind. Amen. Now come with me to the book of Mark chapter 40, chapter 6. Brother Manuel, if I may. Brother Raymond. As Manuel was speaking, I've seen the, just uh, a couple of different things over your life. When he spoke the word about the, the house that was on sand and being washed away by the storms, it pricked your heart. A lot of memories went through your mind. And even tonight, you really didn't want to come. But you thought, if I could go, maybe God will lift me up. Maybe something will happen for me. The Lord wants to arise you again, brother. Dig your foundation. Lay it right. And watch and see everything that was washed away, God is able to put back together to bring a resemblance. I've seen the Lord just want to come with His chariot of grace. If you will get on board. He's, he just has this invitation. He's going to cause you to soar. He's going to take you from where you're at further and greater and further than where you've been. He has a light a grace that wants to sweep on you brother it has been calling to you not in a way of irritation but in a way of just come with me just come with me that's God that's been speaking to you we love you and I see so much for you brother 
You're just at the beginning. Life's not over. Thank you. Mark chapter 6. Reading from verse 46. Let me go up to verse 45. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to Beth Bethsaida, while he sent the multitude away. Verse 46. And when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. Now when the evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea and he was alone on the land. Then he saw them straining at the rowing, for the wind was contrary was against them. Now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea and he would have passed them by. I put it to you tonight that Jesus was being carried on the wings of the wind. When the Bible says he was walking on water, he was actually walking, being transported divinely, using the divine transportation means that is available in the realm of a spirit. Amen. And he was going on his way. And the Bible says he would have passed them by. He would have. Why? He already told them, go to the other side. God already called you. He gave you an assignment. Go do this. And he would have passed them by. Verse 49. And when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it where he goes and cried out. For they all saw him and were troubled. But immediately, he talked with them and said to them, Be of good cheers. It is high. Do not be afraid. Do you know what Jesus was saying? Do you know what he was saying to them? Be of good cheers. It is high that is causing your wind. It was the wind that was riding upon, walking on water that is causing your boat to be beaten against. It is high. Not the enemy. There are some storms that come your way that is because of your sin. The solution is repentance. There are some storms that come your way because the enemy wants to destroy you. The solution is for you to stand up and rebuke the wind and there will be calm. There are some storms that come your way and God permits it because God wants you to see that you don't have a solid foundation so that you can build a new foundation. But sometimes God says, I am the one that is causing your wind. Why? Because I am coming towards you. Because I want, to, I want you to ride with me. I want you to ride with me. Come with me to the book of Matthew chapter 14. There was one of the disciples who decided to ride on the wings of the wind with Jesus. Matthew 14 verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples to get into the boat. The same story from another perspective. And go before him to the other side while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. Now when the evening came, he was alone. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea. Tossed by the waves of the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him, walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them, be of good cheers. It is high. I am the one causing your wind. I am the one causing the storms that is coming against you. If you rebuke this kind of storm, it won't be rebuked because it's not the devil. 
He said, be not afraid. I'm the one causing your wind because I was coming towards you. Then one of them was bold enough. His name is Peter. Verse 28, and Peter answered and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come ride with you on this divine transportation means. And just said, come. And Jesus and Peter stepped out of the boat and he began to walk towards Jesus, riding on the wings of the wind. But the Bible says, when he looked at the wind, he was afraid. And he began to sink. Why? Because he shifted his focus from Jesus. When you are being transported divinely towards your destiny, when you shift your focus from the master, you begin to sink. When you shift your focus from him who has who have called you, you begin to sink. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, that looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, for the joy that was set before him, he focused on the cross and he was able to finish the race you need to focus tonight on what God has called you to do hallelujah sister Vicky uh, this is what I heard uh, you've been walking the Lord was the one who called you out and you've been screaming Lord I'm sinking with my husband I'm sinking I stepped out in faith and this and this and I changed this and I changed that with the way I speak and, and these other areas and the way I deal with him. But Lord, nothing's changing and I'm sinking. Don't look to the problem. You're winning him over. You've touched his heart. I see a seed that is there that little by little it'll grow. But you can't do it. It's only with the Lord. Don't look on the wind. He's noticed. He's noticed your faith and God has too. And it was the Lord who said come. Hallelujah. God is calling many people tonight to leave their boat of comfort. Because you are rowing your boat of destiny and you couldn't go too far. But the master is coming towards you, being carried on the wings of the wind. And it will be faster if you get on the same boat with him. If you get on the same transportation mode with him, you get your destiny faster. What is the purpose of the storms that God caused to come your way? Come with me to the book of John chapter 16. I read from verse 21. Sorry, John chapter 6. From verse 16. Now when the evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into the boat and went over the, over the sea towards Capernaum. And it was already dark and Jesus is not, did not come to them. Then the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. So when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near the boat, and they were afraid. But he said to them, It is high. Do not be afraid. Saying to them again, 
Don't be afraid. I am the cause of your storms. I am the cause. I am the one causing your storms. Why is it that you are getting into trouble at your job place? Do you know why? Because the benefit they are giving you at that job place is so wonderful. You have decided this is where I will live and die. But God has prepared something better for you. And therefore, you will not quit that job for something better because you think it's so wonderful. And God causes a storm because it was coming to you. And the boss begins to persecute you. Your supervisor begins to persecute you. And you are saying, what is happening? You rebuke the storm. It did not get better. It was getting worse. Do not be afraid. It is high. Fear the Lord. It is high. Don't be afraid. Are you flowing with me tonight? Are you flowing with me tonight? God is calling you. God is giving you a higher calling in him. God wants to increase your prayer life. God wants to increase your study life. But you are saying, I am comfortable at the level I am at right now. Say, I'm comfortable. The 20 minutes of prayer I make every day is okay. The two verses of scripture I read every day is okay. And God will say, okay, I want to move you to the next level. So it will cause a storm to come. Then when the storm comes, you begin to pray 10 hours a day. When the storm comes, you begin to read five chapters of the scriptures. He said, do not be afraid. It is high. What is the purpose of the storm that God comes causes to come your way? The purpose is this. Let's read on. John chapter 6. Verse 20. But he said to them, It is high. Do not be afraid. Listen closely to verse 21. Then they willingly receive him into the boat. Take note of these next words. And immediately, say immediately. And immediately, the boat was at the land where they were going. That is the reason why he was coming to you. You were going too slow for him. Souls are dying. God wants to accelerate you. God wants to move you forward. But you are going too slow. You are allowing yourself to be distracted. But when they received Jesus into the boat, but Jesus was still being carried by the winds of the wind, because he entered into their boat and the same means of transportation was still available for him, he transported their boat and immediately they landed where they were going. Let me read that same verse 21 to you from New Living Translation. But he said to them, it is high, do not be afraid. Then they willingly received him into the boat and immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. Let me read it to you in amplified version. Then when they were quite willing and glad for him to come into the boat and now the boat went at once, say at once, to the land they had steered to us and immediately they reached the shore towards which they had been slowly making way. God wants you to get to your destiny point very quickly. That's why he said, go tell my people I have come tonight to, give, to, 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 to take them away from the slow pace of life 
into the fast lane of destiny because I'm coming towards them. And when it comes towards you, it may tear some things. It may rock your boat. It may cause some storms to come against you. It will cause you to begin to pray more, to begin to study more, to begin to witness more. Why? Because it wants to get quickly to your destiny. Because souls are perishing by the day. I remember some years ago when I was with my pastor in Kano and some storms were coming against me. Terrible storms. And there was a day I was almost fainting. I was walking to church and it was so hard for me and I turned back to go back home. Say, I'm not going to church tonight. I believe it was the Holy Spirit who spoke to me and he said, if you turn back, you cut short your training program. And if you cut short your training program, many more souls will perish because you will not be able to reach them. Does that make sense to you? It says, if you have bought your training program, there are many souls I am preparing you to reach that you will not be able to reach and they will go to hell. And you don't know what happened? There was a divine strength that just came into my being and I turned back again and went to church. God says, I want you to move you fast to your destiny. You are becoming too slow for my liking. Some of us here, when God called you some few years ago, when you met the Lord afresh, when you rededicated your life to Jesus, you were full of zeal, you were full of vision, you were full of energy. You are believing God to send you out to a city. You have, you have a city to your name. But now you have become so comfortable. You are enjoying the prosperity that God has brought your way. God is saying, watch out. I'm coming towards you. I'm coming towards you. I'm going to, I'm going to steer your feathers. I'm going to steer your nests. And when the storm comes, you may rebuke it and it will, it will get worse. Why? Because it's not the enemy. He said, it is I. Be not afraid. It is time to rekindle the vision that God gave you many years ago. God puts a seed in your heart. God puts a seed in your heart. There are people, souls are perishing, waiting for you to respond to the call of God. You are like Jonah. Some people are like Jonah. They are going in the opposite direction. God is surely going to send a wind against you. Wife, if your husband is a Jonah, you better pray hard. Because the storm of life is coming against your family. And the more you rebuke that storm, the worse it gets. Because it's not the enemy causing it, it's, it's I. I am the one causing your storms. Are you in the same boat with a Jonah? You are in trouble, bro. If you have a Jonah for a partner, you are in serious trouble. Because you have a man that is running from the will of God. The storm will not leave your house. It's better you throw that Jonah overboard so that your, your ship can sail in peace. What is the Jonah in your life? You're running from the will of God. God says, I'm coming to you. Good news. God is coming to you. Jesus is coming to you. But when he comes, he comes riding on the wings of the wind and he's going to shake you. Everything that is shakeable will be shaken. Let me read the same verse of scripture to you in the, in the message Bible. But he reassured them, it is me 
It is all right. Don't be afraid. So they took him on board. In no time, they reached land, the exact spot where they were headed to. God is saying, I, 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 I had the vision of the dream I put in your heart. I've come to accelerate it. You are delaying too much. You are delaying too much. It just come to my mind right now. When King Joash told the Levites to rebuild the temple that was been, that was left dilapidated. And the people, the Levites did not do anything. They were too slow for Joash. And Joash had to call the high priest and say, now I'm giving you the charge. Take charge and build the temple. And the people arise and they build. You are going too slow for God because souls are dying. Your city is waiting for you. Let me end again with the prophetic word. Brother Pophilio, this is all, this is just what I've seen and, and you and the Lord will have to sort this out because it's a private thing, but I, the, the loneliness or the heaviness is of God. It has not been a spiritual oppression of the enemy. It has been oppressing because he enjoys that time with you. But also to point your heart back to the place where it has been dwelling on. Back to the place where it is starting even to consume you. That you may receive what God has laid up for you. Uh, Brother Russell, you know I have talked before about your business. Uh, make, those, make those changes that you were talking about. Preparing the bigger area. God wants to accelerate it. God wants to bring multiplication to it. Many times you have said there's so much comes at once and I can't do it all. And, and then, uh, then it seems like I have nothing. So I don't want to have too much of staff and these other things. And we've talked about this. But I literally see God is the pressure you've been seeing and, and been, been pushing into. It's, it's like a piece of puzzle in your life that God has been shaping to arrange it. For the net to be put in place because the vision that God had given you at one time was many trucks, was many personnel, was, uh, uh, I don't know, I, I just see a plan that the Lord had kind of laid out to you. And even when you weren't really serving God, it was a plan and a purpose that he had for you. But you've had this conservative drawback because you have, feel the, have feared a failure because of some of the heartache, some of the break. The, the brokenness, some of the words spoken to you as you went out the door, and they, they've lingered. And that is what's caused a check from time to time. When you went to step out, you've heard an old voice telling you you can't do, you will not accomplish. But the Lord says, step out, you will accomplish. The Bible says that the footsteps of the righteous are ordained by the Lord. They are guided. You're part of the household of the righteous. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet tonight. The Lord says, tell my people, there are many people lagging behind in their walk with, towards destiny and in their walk with me. He said, I've called up my people, I've revealed to them my plans for their life. I've given them a chance to move forward and accomplish purpose. But many are making minimal progress and some are not making progress at all. 
Some are even backsliding and front sliding. Taking three steps forward and ten steps backwards. He said, but I've come now to move my people forward. I've come now to move them from the slow lane of life to the fast lane of destiny. I want to move my people into a place of acceleration, divine transportation into their destiny and purpose. I want to move my people forward by storm and wild winds carrying them on the wings of the wind. It is time to get back on course. 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 It is time to refocus. It is time to refocus. It is time to put your eyes on destiny. It is time to arise. It is time to arise. Arise. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 60. It said, Arise, shine, for your light has come. Why? Because the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. He said, gross darkness cover the people and the nations. He said, but the light of the Lord shall shine upon your life that the kings and the nations shall come to the brightness of your rising. The reason why many people are not coming to the brightness is because you are not rising. You are not shining. The Bible is saying, arise, shine. The Amplifier says, arise, from the prostration. Do you know what is to prostrate? To lay with your face flat down. He said, arise from the prostration that the circumstances of life has put you in and shine for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. If you are here tonight and you don't know the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you have a problem because the enemy has you where he wanted you. If you are here tonight and you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm inviting you to come forward tonight and give your life to Jesus. Is there anybody like that in this house tonight? You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You are not saved. The storms of life will come against you because Satan has you where he wanted you. Is there anybody like that here tonight? Is there anybody here like that tonight want to give his life to Jesus? Hallelujah. We are all saved in the house tonight? Yeah. Christian, are you a child of destiny? Do you remember what God has spoken to you in time past? Do you remember the dreams that he has shown you? Do you remember the vision that God has given you in time past? Where are you tonight where that vision is concerned? Are you making a slow pace towards your destiny or are you on the fast lane towards your destiny? If you want the Lord to carry you on the wings of the wind tonight, come forward to the altar. If you want to ride with Jesus tonight, come and cry to him, just like the disciples. They were rowing. They were rowing, going around the same spot. 
and Jesus was coming to them and they cried out master then said it's high be not afraid be not afraid invite Jesus into your boat tonight invite Jesus into your marriage tonight invite Jesus into your finances